Welcome to the Spike Bar Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Swanton. Well, first and foremost, uh, welcome. This is the first full edition of the Spike Bar Podcast, and this will be our kind of weekly show uh, going through the latest news and results on the various tours. Um, and then it'll preview the upcoming events on uh, the PGA European uh, and LPGA tours. Um, so we've had uh, an interesting uh, last weekend, the last few days uh, on the tours. I think we kind of need to start by going over what uh, took place over in China at the uh, WGC HSBC Champions Trophy, where um, Xander Schauffele and Tony Finau went to a playoff uh, with Xander Schauffele winning, and that's his third uh, win now Um, he's got a couple of wins already on the PGA Tour uh, back in 2017 at Greenbrier's and Tour Championships and Xander Schauffele is beginning to um, establish himself as someone we need to take very seriously in the world of golf Um, I think he's now up to 12th in the world golf rankings Um, and it's come off quite of an impressive year also uh, from a major point of view where he was um, T6 at the US Open and T2 uh, over at Carnoustie as well so he's beginning to have a reputation of turning up in some of the bigger events now Um, so it'll be really fascinating to see if he can kick on um, throughout this season uh, moving forward particularly on the PGA Tour can he keep on uh, showing up in the big events um, and actually push for, for major contention he's got the game for sure um, it just so happens there's a lot of other very talented young players out there as well um, another sort of shout out I suppose to the 2011 uh, collegiate class that included uh, Jordan Spieth and, uh, and Justin Thomas so Chauffelet perhaps a lesser lesser well known out of that 2011 class but still a, a class act nonetheless Um yeah, we can't uh, also kind of miss out on uh, Tony Fee now, who's just, um, you know, I think him along with Justin Rose, who, who ended up finishing third in China, didn't have a great um, last couple of holes on Saturday and was okay on on uh, on Sunday, but really his undoing was the last three holes on Saturday. Um, but both those guys are clearly the two most consistent golfers uh, on the planet. Um, Finau has 12 top 10s in the last 12 months. Justin Rose has 17, including two victories. That, you know, the only thing that, that separates the two of them really is Rose Rose wins more um, and his top 10s tend to be top fives. Um, but you know you can't negate Tony Finau as a class act and again someone needs to be taken a lot more seriously and his showing at the Ryder Cup also showed he's a, he's a big time performer too um, so it was a really good event over in China I think some of you saw some of the top talent rising uh, at, at that particular event talking of talent um, if you flip over to the PGA Tour it was a regular event so we've obviously had the start of the full season or the full series as they call it on the PGA Tour which their season runs October to September effectively um, so now's the time of year for a lot of the uh, sort of web.com qualifiers um, or the, the guys who did well on the web.com last year who've got a PGA or a limited PGA Tour card for this season to really make some hay uh, in, the, in the October and November series over in the States um, because to be quite honest n- not many of the big hitters uh, are going to be turning up on the PGA Tour until uh, sort of January when you get to Hawaii and the and the Cali swing. Um, but nonetheless, there was some really good young talent on show, and none more so than the guy who ended up winning by four strokes at the Sanderson Farms Championship. That's Cameron Champ. Um, 
Cameron Champ's kind of been a bit of an internet darling, internet sensation over the last few years. Um, you know, he's effectively known for just bombing the ball absolutely miles. And you know, that came into effect um, clearly this weekend where he led the field in, um, in driver distance. I think he was averaging over 330 yards driver distance. Uh, he shot a couple out there, 360, 370 as well. So, I mean, he's prolific off the tee. Um, but the thing that would have won it for him this weekend was his strokes gained putting. So he was second in the field, strokes gained putting gaining on average just over nine strokes on the rest of the field now that is ridiculous when coupled with uh, leading in driver distance um anytime you're kind of leading driver distance and you're second in in strokes gains putting you're going to destroy most fields and he clearly demonstrated that this weekend it'll be interesting to see how he pans out obviously it's his rookie season it's only his seventh pga tour start um so we'll see how he pans out over the year but clearly what a talent and it'll be fascinating to see how we uh, how he does when some of the bigger guys come back um further down the season Another uh, youngster that you need to keep an eye out moving forward that performed very well over the first two rounds and then fell away at a disastrous third round before fighting back and doing okay in the final round is a guy called Norman Zhong. So uh, Norman Zhong was a kind of a collegiate star star at Oregon. Um, He's only 19 years old. I mean, there's been lots of comparisons to him and Tiger. Um, You know, in fairness, a lot of young collegiate stars who sort of show early promise. He won a lot at Oregon. Oregon clearly got game he was leading co-leading with Cameron Champ um, after two rounds but just fell away that disastrous round three um, which kind of put him out of contention ended up finishing in the 20s but again he's somebody to look out for uh, over the course of the season just a, a quality player I think will make the the step up um, and then finally some some good news on the LPGA Tour um, where Nelly Korda uh, won the Swinging Skirts LPGA Taiwan Championship um, Nelly Korda who's the younger sister uh, of Jessica Korda uh, who's perhaps the better known golfer um, it was her first victory and uh, obviously um, uh, being her first victory she becomes all her and Jessica become the third set of sisters uh, to have wins on the LPGA tours after the uh, Jutanagans from Thailand and, and the Sorenstams. Um, obviously, Annika won a lot more than her sister Charlotta, but nonetheless, uh, it's a, a small, um, a small variety, a small niche of sisters winning on the LPGA tour is always great, uh, great for the game. Um, and then the final bit of news I think this week is the European Tour has announced its 2019 schedule. Um, I think kind of the biggest news from a a British perspective is that British Masters is returning, which is fabulous news. Tommy Fleetwood's going to be hosting this year. It's been sponsored by Sky Sports over the last four or five years and the likes of Justin Rose and Luke Donald, Ian Poulter have all had their events at different venues across uh, across um, England um, in particular. Um, There isn't a sponsor as such announced for next year, but it's great that it's got... uh, uh, tournament here and it's actually moved from its October uh, timeline to May um, and it's going to be hosted at Hillside Golf Club. Now for those of you um, that may not be familiar with Hillside, Hillside is right next door to Royal Birkdale and when I, when I mean right next door you could literally if you hit a bad enough t-shirt on the 10th hole at um, Hillside you will land on Royal Birkdale Um, it is a quality course go and look it up Um, it's a fabulous course I've had the fortune to play it myself when I went to watch the Open a couple of years ago Um, and that back nine is 
just stunning absolutely stunning so it'll be a fabulous event it'll be links type golf again which is great um, I think the more links golf we can try and get on that that sort of summer swing of the European tour the better and it's great that Tommy Fleetwood's hosting it clearly obviously a rising star well no he's already an established star now uh, it's sort of two years of excellent golf now on, on both the European and PGA tours so uh, it'd be great that he's hosting it um, and I suppose the other bit of news with regards to the tour schedule is that um, there's now going to be eight Rolex Series events. So the Rolex Series are obviously the big ticket uh, events on the European Tour. They've got a minimum of €7 million Euros in prize funds. So effectively, it's the um, European Tour flexing its muscles to try and make sure all the big guys um, who predominantly play on the PGA Tour come back at least eight times or as many times as possible to play on the European Tour and support the European Tour's growth and that the eighth event um, to join is the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship um, so that's been elevated to uh, to a Rolex status and will sort of sit alongside of the Scottish Open the Irish Open BMW Championship the Italian Open the Turkish Airlines Open, which we'll talk about shortly, the Ned Bank Golf Challenge and the DP World Tour Championships in Dubai. Um, so that's great. Great for the European Tour. Great for European golf um, that uh, they've got an eighth uh, Rolex Series event and the prize money just keeps going up and up in its uh, attempt to obviously compete with the PGA Tour. So that's kind of wraps up all the news for the week. Um, now moving on to the preview we've got ahead. I'm going to kick things off with the European Tour. Um, the European Tour probably has the bigger of the two events just with regards to the fact it's um, obviously the, the Tour uh, wraps up in three weeks' time. So it's three more events uh, before we get to find out who has won the race to Dubai. Um, in the current standings, we've got Francesco Molinari leading the race to Dubai with Tommy Fleetwood closely behind him. Then a couple of Americans, Patrick Reed and Xander Schofle, third and fourth, and Alex Noren in fifth. Um, the Turkish Airlines Open is held at Ragnam Carrier Golf Club. Uh, last year's winner was Justin Rose. Uh, kind of other notable finishes last year, we had um, Olison had a good showing. He's also won here previously as well in 2016. Afi Barnrat uh, was sixth and Thomas Peters was 11th. Um, the field this year is okay. It's not crazy strong. In fact, probably there is a stronger field on the PGA Tour this week. But you've got Justin Rose who is defending his title. Uh, he's at 9-2 to two this week and then followed by Tommy Fleetwood 8-1, Olison at 14-1. to one. There's a bit of a gap then to the likes of Tong Lee and Afi Barnrat, Matt Wallace, Thomas Peters, Lucas Beauregard, some of the kind of more um, familiar names on the European tour. Um, so the Turkish Airlines Open has only really been going for five years. We've um, There's been a double winner in Dubuiss Victor Dubuisson, the enigmatic Dubuisson, one in 2013 and 2015 where he held off uh, Tiger. Um, Brooks Kepka is a previous winner of the event as well back in 2014 on his meteoric rise to uh, world number one as he is right now. And as I mentioned, Olison won in 2016 and then we had Rose who won last year. Um, for me, I think just given the ridiculous consistency that Justin Rose has had over the course of the last 12 months, I can't really see past him. So my certain prediction for winner is going to be Justin Rose at 9-2. to two, I think obviously they're low odds, but, but they're justified. He is the class of the field without doubt. Um, I do expect... Tommy Fleetwood to be there or thereabouts and I do also expect um, Thorborn Ollison to be there or thereabouts as well so Fleetwood's at 8-1 to one and Ollison at 14-1 to one. Ollison's obviously got a track record winning in 2016 had a good defence last year finished fifth um, he's playing great golf all year he obviously played well at the Ryder Cup 
um, uh, where he destroyed Jordan Spieth in the in the singles. Um, so I, I do fancy uh, Olison, um, but but I'm not going to go past uh, Justin Rose. He's just playing too well at the minute. Uh, and if it wasn't for, I suppose, a disastrous two holes last weekend he could have even won last weekend as well um in terms of a couple of outsiders maybe for you to look for um i'm going to give you thomas peters um he seems to be beginning to turn a corner he obviously um was at the Ryder cup in 2016 was one of the only highlights for the european team back in 2016 but kind of for about 18 months after that didn't really do a great deal um and he just seems to be showing a little bit of form in the last few months. At, at 30 to 1, I don't think he's a bad outside uh, outside bet. Um, he likes to play. I mean, he's finished uh, 11th um, last year and had top 10 here previously as well. So he's got some pedigree at the course. I think it suits his game, suits his eye. Played OK last weekend in the WGC as well. So I quite like him. And then a real kind of under-the-radar type pick is a guy called Ryan Fox, uh, New Zealander. Uh, he's at 66 to 1. And... Um, He's a, a former Challenge Tour winner, um, but he seems to perform really well in the Rolex series over uh, on the European Tour. So he's had six top tens in the last 18 months in the Rolex series events. So that's six top ten out of, I think, 12 events that he's been part of. So he's got a good strike rate in these events. Again, he's been playing some half-decent golf this year. So um, I quite like him as maybe someone to keep an eye on for uh, for this weekend as an outsider. Um, but uh, all in all, I think it's a, you know, it's a good course. It's um, a quirky course. One of the, I forget which one, which hole it is, 13th or 14th, where they tee off the top of a building. Um, so it's kind of, it's European tour at its quirkiest, uh, but it, it's, seems to be a good event it's a well supported event um and i think it'll have a huge impact on um the actual race to dubai obviously tommy fleet was got a chance to chase down um uh, molinari and for Olison and justin rose who sit seventh and tenth respectively in the standings at the minute on the race to dubai it's a real opportunity for those guys to kind of make some headway this week um Moving over to the PGA Tour, um, as I mentioned earlier, this is kind of the uh, the fall series, as they call it. Uh, it's October-November swing. Uh, it's effectively a chance for all the newcomers to the PGA Tour, so the, those guys who've graduated up from the Web.com Tour to try and get some good finishes, get some money in the bank to make sure that they ensure their um, top 125 status and ensure their card for, for future seasons. So the Shriners has always been a great opportunity for those characters to kind of make some quick money early and, and get a good start before the big guns turn up in uh, in January. However... Um, the field this week is pretty strong, actually, for uh, the Shriners. Um, they've managed to, um, I think this is kind of due to the PGA Tour in, introduced a new rule whereby, you know, you know the, the top guns have to introduce one new tournament to their schedule each season. Um, and that's really just to make sure that, uh, you know, effectively that, each they're supporting each event every week um, on the PGA Tour there were some events over the last couple of years that have not had many top names in there and, and therefore kind of prize money and sponsorship has fallen down so just a way for the PGA Tour to ensure sponsorship stays up but so with that being said you the feel for this week is pretty strong you've got Jordan who's turning up for the first time this season as is Ricky Fowler Bryson DeChambeau Tony Finau's making his way over there from China uh, Webb Simpson Patrick Cantlay so you know some some top a lot of top 20 talent there uh, top 30 talent on the uh, world golf rankings are going to be turning up this year um 
the course itself has undergone quite a lot of changes over the last 12 months so they've completely redone all 102 bunkers and in fact moved a number of those bunkers to basically enhance what they're calling enhance the strategic value of the golf course uh, to cut through the bs for for you and i it's effectively to try and negate some of the bombers um, try and make sure they uh, bring some I suppose hazards into play for the longer hitters um, putting a bit more of a premium and accuracy off the tee and then kind of mid mid long iron shot play uh, into uh, into the green so um, the winner last year was Patrick Cantlay he is a class act I expect him to kind of feature this year again his ball striking is ridiculous um, great player great prospect again great collegiate player as well so I expect him to again make further inroads this year I, I did think that he would play well enough last year to make the Ryder Cup team and he wasn't far off it um, but I do expect him to make um, some serious headway and him along with the likes of Shoffle to really kind of elevate themselves to the next tier um, try and break through that kind of that top 10 barrier um in terms of kind of who to look out for so i mean for me it's about accuracy tee to green and then whoever has the hottest putting um uh, we will probably end up winning this week uh jordan spieth needs to try and turn around his fortunes he's now down to 13th in the world um he's still a class act and he, he didn't have a terrible season last year he just didn't win but he wasn't very good with his putter um so i kind of hope that you know with a few weeks off he's maybe um got some of that back um because uh, uh, i you know if he can get his putter going he's going to start winning tournaments again um but just based on kind of the form that we've seen more recently, I'm not going to be choosing him for my win. I'm actually going to go for somebody who won the event back in 2013 and has played some fabulous golf over the last 12 months, and that's Webb Simpson. Um, at 14 to 1, I think he's good value. He's fifth favourite, I think, to win the event. Um, tied favourites to win are Ricky and Tony Tony Finau, 11 to 1. I th- I think Tony Finau is just going to be a bit too much of a stretch coming all the way back from China. And again, another um, you know, close but not close enough finish there. Uh, Bryson, Jordan, Ricky, I expect those guys to feature. But I, just, I really like Webb Simpson's game. We saw at the, at the Golf National, the Ryder Cup, he should have played more there because um, he was, for me, their best player. Um, Tita Green, he's pretty pretty solid and we saw when he won the players last year he can get hot with the putter and when he does he'll blow a field away so I just fancy him for this week I think he's he's a good uh he's a good bet for for that course particularly with the changes that have been made in terms of an outsider to look out for I'm going for one of kind of the young guns so again somebody who might be less well known to kind of the the average Joe Bloggs um, golf enthusiast but certainly somebody uh, again I think will make some strides this year in their rookie season on the PGA Tour as a guy called Sung J Im uh, he's uh, 66 to 1 he's South Korean uh, who won a couple of times and had three second places on the web.com uh, tour last year and he was actually the um, regular season money winner on the web.com so he's got his PGA Tour card class act 20 years old um, I think he's kind of the 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 next big South Korean hope coming onto the PGA Tour I expect him to do well this season I think this course might be set up quite nicely for him so I'm expecting a, a good 
a good bet for um, a good showing even I should say for him this uh, this week at, at the Shriners um, for those of you kind of interested in DraftKings I've put together um, a couple of names I think you should look out for I'm not going to go through the big guns I mean I think you can you can uh, kind of look at those guys yourselves I'm going to look at kind of some of the tier two tier three type prospects and DraftKings that you know um, effectively pad out the rest of your team so you can afford a couple of big guys um, so uh, some somebody some of these guys to look out for Gary Woodland so he's $9,700 on uh, DraftKings uh, I mean he's in fabulous form he's had a couple of top fives already this season uh, hits the ball miles uh, and accurately he's just playing really solidly putting well as well so he's somebody to worth worth looking out for he's not necessarily the tier one guy but he's top of the tier two bunch and kind of Joining him mid-range, sort of bottom range of tier two, you've got Bo Hostler and Joaquin Neiman, um, eight six and eight four respectively. Uh, Hostler for me was one of the rookies of the season last year. He had a um, couple of runner-up finishes, a bunch of top tens. Uh, I think Aaron Wise ended up being rookie of the season, possibly, but he was he was very close there or thereabouts. He had a lot of good finishes last year, and Joaquin Neiman joined. Um, turned pro halfway through the season and immediately put in some fabulous showings in some strong fields on the PGA Tour uh, expect Neiman to make some serious headway this year on, on the PGA Tour I would expect him to be a winner um, this year uh, probably one of the smaller events He's he is just a class act um, and then another couple of um, I've got another youngster in here Austin Cook at 7-8 um, he was 20th here in this event last year. He's already started the season pretty strongly. Um, he's played well over the last six months in general. Uh, he won um, in the full series towards the end of uh, 2017. Um, so he tends to start pretty strongly. So I expect him to, to perform well this week. And then another guy, a stalwart, stalwart on the European Tour, Graham McDowell, 7400 uh, he's a good lower price uh, value uh, again he started to turn into a little bit of form over the last 12 months having sort of been in the wilderness for a couple of years with injuries and swing changes he was 10th in this event last year so again he's got some pedigree here I just like him as a as a lower lower value uh, bet into uh, or lower value on the DraftKings as a possible one to uh, to you know help push you over the edge and then I suppose the final um, bit of news I want to kind of talk around or, or tour um, event I want to talk around is the Challenge Tour final this week on the European Tour. So the ta- Challenge Tour is the event below the European Tour um, and they have their kind of final event this year, the race to Ras al Um and it's basically the top 45 on the season-long money list get together uh, to uh, fight off for 15 places um, uh, to win, effectively earn a European card. And a couple of guys have already guaranteed um, European tour status next year, A, by virtue of the fact that they're so far up on the tour standings, they're definitely going to finish in the top 15, but they've also got a couple of wins out there. But um, it's a great feeder event into the European tour yeah, previous winners of this have been the likes of Brooks Kepka, and obviously we've seen where he's gone on from there so um, look out for names like Joachim Hansen who's leading the season money list at the minute Kim Koivu who's already got three wins um, you've got a few Scottish guys in there as well who performed incredibly well over um, over the season in fact kind of uh, almost rejuvenating uh, Scottish golf to a certain extent and then you've got a couple of um, 
older statesman or certainly one in particular that's had a really fabulous year on the challenge tour it's Oliver Wilson who's had two wins and one recently out in the Irish Open so you know good luck to everybody um, who's uh, fighting for a top 15 place out there on the challenge tour to try and get their European tour card for next season so look there you have it uh, roundup of the news this week and the preview of the uh, European PGA and Challenge Tour events this week. I'm I'm fancying Justin Rose for a win on the European Tour, and I think Webb Simpson uh, on the PGA Tour. But I suppose more importantly for the PGA Tour and the Challenge Tour, it's about uh, finding out who who the next um, next stars might well be, who might perform well on both of those events. So enjoy the golf this weekend. I'll look forward to uh, catching up with you, wrapping things up next week. Cheers for now.